1839, Charles Goodyear revolutionized the office supply industry. He discovered a way to cure rubber through the process vulcanization, which made a more durable rubber, which led to the erasers we are familiar with today. To be fair, vulcanized rubber being used for office supplies was a related application to his primary goal. I'm Kelly, and this is Through the Lens. Before the invention of modern day erasers made of vulcanized rubber or plasticized vinyl, like my favorite papermate latex-free white pearls, materials like pumice stone, wax tablets, and even stale bread were used to remove graphite, lead, and charcoal markings from paper without damaging the document or drawing. While there are many forms of erasers, they all have one purpose, to remove something. When testing optical coating durability to severe abrasion standards, technicians will use an abrasive eraser to evaluate the success of the optical coating. But what coating applications require severe abrasion tests and what are they used for? Today on part two of our series, that's abrasive. We'll discuss the world of severe abrasion standards from application to diamond-like carbon. To learn more about severe abrasion, let's go to Dan. There are three commonly cited military specifications for a severe abrasion. Those are MIL-C-675C, MIL-C-48497A, and MIL-M-13508C, to name a few. All three of these specifications are cited when designing glass, plastic, and crystalline optical elements that will be coated with a reflective or interference coating. Severe abrasion specifications are specifically important for applications where the optical surface will be exposed to the atmosphere and will normally see rain, sand, wind bombardment, salt water spray, and other abrasive elements that can attack a coated surface. To perform a military standard severe abrasion test, one would need a plunger element that is rated to accurately measure two and a half pounds of calibrated force when pressed onto the coated surface. The head of the plunger element is loaded with a pumice eraser that is specified in mil E12397. The test is performed at a specified number of swipes or passes over the coated surface with a predetermined two and a half pounds of pressure. Normally, 20 swipes or passes of the loaded force eraser suffice a completed test. However, some of the optical designers seeking longer wear and higher durability for challenging environments will specify up to 200 or more swipes with a loaded eraser. The failure mode with abrasion can be evident in varying degrees. In some instances, the coating will stress and lose adhesion. In these cases, the failure mode is clear and the sample is clearly defined as a failure. In other instances, the abrasion of the surface only creates fine microfractures and the film itself remains true. By letter of the law, if the adhesion of the film is still strong, this is a passable example. In these instances, evaluating the pre and post transmission can identify a potential failure, although this is not always specified. In very extreme cases, testing will be specified until a failure mode presents itself. This is almost always performed in a laboratory environment when researching the outer limits of a film's durability. Because it would obviously tire someone out to perform this test repeatedly until failure, 
Test labs will employ a robotic or automated system that will calculate each pass of the loaded eraser as it passes across the coated surface. Now that you understand the base mythology for a severe abrasion requirement, it is important to understand test sequencing as this may provide accurate failure mode analysis. In some instances, the test sequence is not clearly specified. Additionally, the specification may be written in a vague manner which does not state whether a single witness must endure multiple tests or if a fresh witness may endure each test individually. Of course, a single witness enduring humidity, salt, sulfur dioxide spray, thermal shock, adhesion, and severe abrasion testing will prove its metal far better than a witness sample that endures only one of these tests individually. This is why it's important to specify test sequencing. Although it's important to specify the sequence in which the test will be conducted, one can also create scope creep and lose sight of the spirit of the testing goals, which is to adequately test the coated surface and not to create a failure. Some specifications can fall into this scope creep category as they almost enter an infinite loop of testing that really does not prove the overall performance of the film. An example would be a specification where a single witness endures an adhesion test, which is an abnormal. Then that same witness endures a humidity test, which again is an abnormal. Then the witness endures another adhesion test, again not abnormal. Next, this same witness will endure a thermal cycle test, which, as you guessed it, is not abnormal. The same witness may then endure a salt fog and finally a severe abrasion test after all tests are completed. The quagmire test performers enter is how long does the witness have to recover between tests? One may also ask, is the testing applicable to a real-world scenario? Will a part cycle from negative 75 degrees Fahrenheit to 175 degrees Fahrenheit over two hours and then be sprayed with salt water, rubbed with an eraser, and have tape applied to it and pulled away? Chances are good that the coated optic won't endure this level of stress. However, if the, specif if the specification isn't clearly written, these may be the expectations you are setting for your coated film in which case you may incur a lot of false failures and a rejected lot of optics that are more than serviceable and within the military specifications as written. It's time for the sidebar. The world had its eyes on Atlanta. The 1996 Summer Games captured the attention of the world as athletes around the globe represented their countries in the Olympics. America's eyes were specifically focused on their women's gymnastics team, the Magnificent Seven, hoping that they would be able to bring home the first team gold for U.S. gymnastics. But there was a bigger story. The story of a former Mr. Olympia and his collaboration with a former Miss America. That's right, at the start of the Olympic Games in Atlanta, Arnold Schwarzenegger premiered his action-packed thrilled ride, Eraser. With Vanessa Williams at his side, he was able to thwart a plot to sell U.S. military weaponry to foreign terrorists. This movie has everything you'd want in an action film. Corporate secrets, 65-foot drops. Seriously, Arnold performed a 65-foot drop from a plane a post-Godfather and pre-elf James Caan, explosions, futuristic weapons, and loose alligators. While the film was met with mixed reviews from critics, it is still fondly remembered as a fun action movie.
plot holes and all. Back to the show. So a severe abrasion coating sound pretty tough, don't they? They definitely are, but the toughest of the tough is a coating called DLC, or diamond-like carbon. Diamond-like carbon coating is an amorphous carbon coating that is applied to a host of substrate materials and displays some of the typical properties of a naturally occurring diamond. Chief interest among these properties is the hardness of the film being representative of that of a diamond. Additionally, DLC coatings offer a low friction coefficient for improved lubricity and wear resistance. Improved wear resistance and hardness are primary characteristics of DLC coating when used for tribological applications. For optical applications, DLC coatings are most commonly used for their anti-reflective properties in the infrared light wavelengths. Because DLC coatings are extremely hard and provide good anti-reflective performance, IR sensor and optical fabrication design firms use them on air-facing surfaces for ruggedized optical systems. Multiple deposition techniques can be used to apply a DLC coating. Some of the more popular deposition techniques are physical vapor deposition and plasma-assisted chemical vapor deposition. So now you're probably wondering what in the world would need a coating on it this tough? Of course, as I mentioned, military optics and lenses that will go into harsh, extreme environments would need something this tough. But how about protecting something really expensive, like a Rolex wristwatch? Some Rolex watches have DLC coating on them to protect the metal in the band, as DLC coatings are harder than steel, and in some cases will turn steel black, creating a unique look for a very expensive timepiece. stone to wax and bread to rubber. Erasers are used in a variety of applications from drawing to specification testing. Thank you for taking a look through the lens at severe abrasion. Next time on part three of our three-part series on abrasion, we'll look at one more test that goes beyond severe. You won't want to miss it. See you next time. Thank you.